Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is free. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. Okay, look what Daphne got away. Oh, we're matching. I know. <gasps> Wait, did you bring another shirt? We're doing two episodes. Yeah, I did bring another shirt. Oh, oh my Do god. Because I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Uh, hey, I'm a professional. You real housewives was a cul-de-sac. Am I right? Let's go. We're drinking non-alcoholic wine. So basically a sparkling cider. No, cider has alcohol in it. Like a, like a, it's a, it's an, literally it's a, an adult, an adult Martinelli's. Yeah, there you go. That's, I thought cider was just like, that's. Cider has some alcohol. It's the least amount of alcohol I, I just, feel like a lot I just of thought them. the word cider just meant like sparkly. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, also, I don't drink. Yeah. So I don't but know, you know But you know be- words better than me. No, I think cider just means it's like made from like an apple or a pear oh, or like it's like a right. fruit or something. That's true because it's always fruity. Mm-hmm. Versus so, like someone a, out there is probably like, what the fuck? Yeah, but also, like, you can't blame me because I'm a non-alcoholic, and you can't blame you because, well, you didn't know. (laughs) I don't read. I don't read. I don't read. I mean, like, I read what I need to. Yeah. You know? I read people. Yeah. I was waiting for a cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, you're back! back! Zoom, zoom, zoom. You haven't been, I mean, you... Feels like it was not that long ago, but it kind of was. No, it was because the way you lied to your viewers about how we record episodes. What do you like mean? I we, lied. Oh, that's a an exaggeration. It's not that you lie, but it's yeah. like when you post when we record an episode versus like when you post an episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, but it also hasn't. But it's been at least almost six months. Six months? No. It's, yeah, February. It's July. I know, but February was the last time we hung out. <gasps> Yeah, do the math. It's July. Wait, you're right, actually, because maybe it feels like it was later because your episode came out later. Exactly. Oh, shit. Wait. Perception. Gross. I know. Oh, yeah, because the last time I came here, which was in May. <laughs> in Sorry. May. Oh, yeah, I was I, I, I did a batch, like, recording, and you weren't here. You were, where were you? Oh, I was in, I was in, I was in. Artist colony in upstate New oh, wait, York. Okay, that's yes, and we haven't even talked about that. Can we talk about what that? Do you want to talk about that now or like? Yeah, later? I mean, I don't know. It was like a, <laughs> it was like a nerd summer camp. It was like a bunch of artists in upstate New York at this place called Yaddo, and it was like it was really cool. It was like an artist retreat, and we could like do things. Wait, did someone die? What? Oh no! Oh my god! But that's like a weird. My old boss. That's anyway, sorry. Just a weird text. Anyways, um Yaddo. So I was at this <laughs> colony in upstate New York where it was like myself and like fourteen other artists and we were like living in this amazing area 
of Saratoga Springs. I was there for 36 days, just like Aww. little to no internet, little to no cell phone reception. And just writing. Writing and crying and reading and like feeling at one with nature and life and everything. Rude plane. What I've is never that heard loud of ass. We are not in Inglewood. We are not in <laughs> Mid City. Why would we ever hear Why a plane? Burbank. Bur- oh. <laughs> Now mystery know. solved right. you guys we should be detectives and we really should be broke girl therapy <laughs> private dicks um it would be a really great spin-off show yeah but yeah i was up there there it, i will say i'm being very um i think pc or just like politically savvy about talking about this place because it was a really tough experience in the sense of like what i was dealing with and like where i was mentally as like an artist and as like a writer um, but it was fun. I made some amazing friends and like was able to like have these like deep philosophical cafe society conversations and everything. And it was really cool. It did sometimes feel like I was like in either the twilight zone or like get out because you're like in the woods with all these strangers for mm-hmm. like 36 days. And in you're, the woods? yeah, you're in these like cabins and I have like oh. my own, my own bedroom and it's extremely fucking haunted. Like very <gasps> haunted. Oh, it's very haunted. Tell me stories. I need, I love haunted so, stories. Okay. So I'm not. Wait, let, well, let me do the intro. Oh, four minutes in. <laughs> That's a new record, isn't that is, it? I With know, us? But, I'm, but, but I just know this haunted story is about to be good and I need to do an intro. <gasps> what if it's not? <laughs> okay. Sorry. The pressure. Let's the go. Pressure. Hi. I'm Stephanie. <laughs> I do a Your host of Broke Girl Therapy. And guess the fuck what, you guys? Rose is back. She's back and she's a hoe again. I am, actually. We'll get to that in a (laughs) second. We'll get to that. Let's just say Ho Rose is back in full force. Right. We'll dive into that. Ah, Thank you from the studio audience. But I I need the haunted story first before the resurrection of Ho Rose. So the thing about Yaddo is that, like, a lot of people have gone to this place. Like, James Baldwin. Dorothy Parker, Sylvia Plath, Truman Capote, Langston Hughes, like a lot of amazing human beings, not just writers, but like artists of all types. And so there's a lot of energy that's like on this like amazing, you know, I think it's like 17 acres, you know, and it's like usually houses, we were like the COVID cohorts. So it was like only 15 of us, but usually there's about like 30, there's like 25 to 30 artists, like just constantly like being there for the time and then Mm. leaving. Um, so my group of like individual misfits, we got really close together, but they even told us, they were like, you know, there's a lot of like heavy spirits and like vibes here, you know, there's a lot of energy. And I was like, oh yeah, I can, you know, kind of, and then like the first, yeah, whatevs. And then I like my bedroom was like this gorgeous open, like loft. And there was like this very ancient, uh, like chest like it was a giant like you like lifted up like kind of looking like a treasure chest and like there was nothing in it but there would be like noises coming from it sometimes and I would always like open it and be like is there something in there and there'd be like nothing in there or like the door would creak open slowly and I'd be like you know and the number one thing you're supposed to do is like not recognize it you're not supposed to be like hello because then you're like welcoming that spirit or that ghost and so I was like I'm gonna ignore that and then there was like a couple times where it would feel as though someone was like sitting on the end of my bed. Like you ah. just feel like this like pressure. And I was just like, oh my God. Like I would just <gasps> so be it was like, like a pressure. Yeah. It was like, literally I could like feel 
like someone like sitting on the end of my oh bed my God. and just being like, calm down. Like you're fine. Da, da. And I like, remember I like called my aunt and I was like, what do I do? And she was like, go find some lavender and some rosemary <laughs> under your pillow, you know, right. Don't like welcome them. And I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, I was like very haunted. And also like the woman who started Yaddo, like she was this very amazing woman. She had four kids and they all mysteriously died. And, like, very, very weirdly died. And there was, like, one day, this is going to make me sound so crazy, but, like, there was one day we were all, like, in her old bedroom because that's one of the rooms that the artist can sit in. And I, like, step in, and I just hear this, like, <clears throat> like little cough. And, like, in the corner of my eye, I see, like, a kid sitting on a bench. And I was, like... I am not claiming this energy. Yeah, energy. and I was, like, cool. And so I, like, stepped back, and the girl who was, like, my flatmate, who was, like, sharing, like... Flatmate. Yes, my flatmate, who was, like, sharing the house. It was just the two of us in our little house. She it's was, your, like... your phone? Whose phone's blowing up? Who's getting tags? It's me. I'm God. That's I'm rude. Sorry. It's literally the ghost being, like, did you talk about me? Right. <laughs> You're not going to ask my side of the story? Sorry. Rude. <laughs> um, the ghost has a podcast now. Uh, sorry. <laughs> But, like, yeah, it was just, like, oh, but, like, I stepped back and, like, my flatmate was, like, did you see something? And I was, like, "Um, is there a little kid sitting on the bench? And she, like, looked in. She was, like, nope, but we're not going to test it. And, like, so there was just, like, a lot of vibes when I was there. And it was great. Were you scared? I was. But then, and I, like, I kid you not, like, I didn't sleep for, like, 34 days. Like, I didn't get, like, solid good sleep. Yeah. Um. It was, it was just like, it was, a, it's just like, a, it was a lot. Um, it was a great experience. I mean, it was kind of, you know, it's this very prestigious place. Like anyone I told on the West coast that I was going to Yaddo, they were like, you going to rehab center? But like anyone that like <laughs> heard that I was going to, yeah. to Yaddo on the East coast were like, oh my God, like right. it's so prestigious. So there was like a lot of pressure about going to this place, um, but it was amazing. And it was really like, I did get a lot of writing done. I did get like a lot of, I feel like, intuitional conversations with myself that felt really good and felt like really amazing Mm. and it was just like a it was a good experience that probably wasn't necessarily the most positive thing but it really Mm. did put a lot of like shit in perspective for me as like what I want for my career and like where I'm headed yeah um but it was fun and I made some amazing friends and met some great people one of them actually Eris who's an amazing documentary filmmaker she was in Seattle literally last over the weekend and she like my parents went to her screening and like they all hung out and so it's like really cute and it's like a really fun cool thing but I was that was there and a lot of people were like, you were gone forever. Because then I was I know, I felt like in New York for, for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like fucking about in New York for like two and a half weeks. Yeah. Did you like, like go on dates in New York? No. Okay. It I was didn't. all work and focused. It and was. Yeah. I did download the apps. And then as people know, I'm recently single. And I like downloaded the apps, but like I never like matched with anyone or like message anyone I was like kind of like looking and then I like immediately felt this like weird guilt because mm. I was like wait I'm not over like Anthony that's been, that's been fixed but like you know are I was you, just are you like over him over him though like do you think like where are you in the stage of healing and grief of the relationship I think I'm good I feel like I'm in this position right now where I don't hold, I think my grieving of the breakup was cut in half because I still do have a lot of respect and love for him. I really do hope that like, Anthony was a good guy. He was like, of all my exes, he was the best one. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I do have a lot of like love for him and respect for him. And I would never say anything 
badly to about him. So I think that helped with like the healing process. But like one of the last conversations I had with him, he basically, you know, I had been trying to basically I'm mourning. I'm still in mourning of him. And he just kind of made some comment about how he's been dating. And I was like, okay, then I'm, I'm back in. Okay. And I've just kind of like, I don't know something about like, again, this is the truest thing. Women mourn and men replace. It's just, it's just facts, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I think because of that, that gives us sometimes the bigger, I guess, like growth and fastest growth. So I'm good and I'm like happy where I am. And I'm now like stepping back into ho rows and like more importantly, I'm stepping back into love. I love being single. You always did, even before you met Anthony, you really genuinely loved being single. I love it. Like I you love really it. mastered being single. Yes. And I, it's just like one of those things that I think it, it's almost like getting back with like an old lover. Like I forgot right. being single knows my but body. You were, you, were, you were always like kind of like halfway single with Anthony. Not in a way that you were like hooking up with anyone else or talking to anybody else. But it was long distance. It was long distance. So I was able to still take myself out to dinner yeah. and movies and like and whatever. have that like sense of independence. And have someone that was like in my corner and like rooting for right. me. And then like when I wanted to see Anthony, we saw each other and had like these beautiful like weekends together and like traveled. So that was like perfect. Like literally, right. I mean. Do you want like, like in the future, like do you want to have something that's kind of similar in a sense of like it's long distance or like where because you guys never even talked about moving in together or whatever. oh we did oh you did he did not want to move in oh it was him i thought it was you no i think it was more you didn't want to move him Mm -mm. oh really it was more him than me and that's how i kind of like never told me this because did i not you always would tell me that you were not interested in moving in with him that was my impression well I mean, there was times where I was like, I wasn't, but I mean, come on, we were hitting three years. Yeah. And I think that was like one of us trying to figure out like there was, okay. I will say though, the conversation I think you're recalling Mm -hmm. is when it was like, will you move back to Seattle? And I was like, no. And it would be, I wouldn't not at that time. No, I would not have moved back to Seattle. Cause that was the thing is that Anthony and I hit two years and then it was like, okay, we got to talk about like, what is this going to be? Right. But I think the more important thing is that I realized like I, I could live with him. He had never, he got weird whenever we talked about just even like just playing the game of like, could we live together? He just would be like, and I was like, you only child. Like he's such an only child. He doesn't want to like share. No. And I was like, bro, we could get like a two bedroom, a three bedroom and like make it work. You know what I mean? Like we don't just sleep in the same bed, but he really was like, so you can always create your own it. space within the space. You Which know? is so funny to me because he was so adamant on not being long distance and then like loved long distance as much as I loved it. Yeah. So it was like so fucking weird. And I know that like there was like me leaving stuff at his apartment wasn't a big deal. But the idea of me being like, if I moved back here, can I move in with him? Was like, he was like, God. well, you would, you know, you got your parents. And I was like, okay, that was like, that's like a sign to be like, this right. isn't going to happen broker therapy is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what would you do would you go for a run take a nap read a book show up for a friend a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time the question is time for what if time was unlimited how would you use it The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. 
I mentioned before that I went back to therapy and that was the best decision I've ever made because every time I leave a session, I do feel like I just got so much off my chest. I've been suffering with so much anxiety because I feel like sometimes I don't have time. I don't have time to get all the stuff done or I feel like I'm not worthy of doing a good job of the things that I have to do. And I know that stems from a lot of ADHD. So talking to my therapist, she really gives me the space to just vent and have those emotions. And she validates that and gives me the tool sets to be able to continue my day and to give me that confidence to remind myself that like I got this. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Y'all know Claritin is literally the most on-brand sponsorship that I could get. There's been so many times that people have commented on an episode and been like, girl, blow your nose a little bit. Like, you sound real stuffy. Are you good? And all I needed was a Claritin to help treat my allergies. Especially right now when it's springtime, the flowers are blooming, pollen is in the air. Best believe I have my Claritin in my pocket. And I love her. I love my Claritin D because she helps me survive through this allergy season. And honestly just helps me survive in general because y'all know I just have allergies all the time. <laughs> so if you guys are suffering with allergies, I would honestly suggest coming from the allergy queen myself to go and get yourself some Claritin D. Don't make yourself suffer especially during allergy season. So go get yours, boo. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So do you like in the future, do you want to like have someone to live with and get and like have a partner or like get married have kids like all those things that like you know I know it's so weird because I'm the funny thing is I don't think I want kids like I know that it's kind of like a revolutionary thing still to this day as a woman to say yeah I've always felt that way just because the state of the world sucks and I don't know if I I personally can bring a kid into that and someone who nannies too you know and it's like I hear a lot of kids like troubles and tripes and stuff like that and so it's like you know it's hard it's hard it's It's fucking hard and it's a it's it's a commitment and and it's okay to be like actually i'm not capable of having that versus people who just have them and like are actually not capable and are not capable of it right so that was like my thing is that i don't 
think I could personally, I don't think I could have kids. I think that it's just a lot of responsibility. Um, that might change in five years, but like right now, like kids are not on my like radar radar right now. I want to be a mom within like the next five years. Oh, but I can see that for you. You'd be a great mom. Yeah. And I feel like I've I would always, like ever since I was younger, I just always wanted to be a mom. Like I would love like, to be an aunt. A tita. I would tita love Rose. to be your Tita Rose to your kid. Tita Rose. I would totally kick it with that kid. You would totally, you'd be a great I would shit talk with that kid all the time. Yeah. I'd be like, Ooh, tell me what your dad did. <laughs> and like, tell me everything. Like I just tell me, tell me about your mom. Oh, right. I know why she's like that. Right. Be nice to her. Like, yeah. because I also think that's like a thing that I realized that I have my parents, but my parents had a community of adults that I like had that were like aunts and uncles that I really loved and appreciated. And I feel like I always admired those people in my life and I would love to be that to someone else. But the idea of me personally being a mother to someone, I just kind of, if it's a lot of responsibility and I don't want to take that responsibility lightly, you, I can totally see you stepping into that role because yeah. I feel like you are naturally a very nurturing person. It doesn't come, I, I flinch. You know what I mean? You dive right in, no questions asked, mm-hmm. when it comes to that, like, maternal instinct. Mm-hmm. For me, I, like, it, I... Yeah, you're like, someone I hesitate. hold the baby. I don't you, want to hold the baby. Yes, I hesitate. But I'm like, here, give me the baby! Exactly! The baby. <laughs> and I think it's completely okay for women and men, yeah. if you have that hesitancy, that yeah. listen to it. Right, right. And maybe that fades, maybe gets stronger, but that's just life. Right. Um, but when it comes to partners, yes, I would love to have like a life partner. I would love to have like a human in my corner and I don't necessarily have to live in the same city as them. Like Mm -hmm. I really do realize like with Anthony's relationship, like I love long distance relationships and I can like make them work. I mean, it was, it was good in the beginning and then it just gets a little like irritating. It does. Having to figure out like who get, who goes to fly to who, like who visits who now, like, you know, but I think it forces, um, a, like, what it does is it forces communication off the bat. Yeah, which is which is great to kind of establish in the beginning. Like, I think that it was perfect that me and Brian started off as long distance. And it got to a point where it was like, okay, we have this communication thing established. Like, yeah. Let's just... Let's just keep know, it, like, going. Let's take the next step. Exactly. Yeah. And then did you find the transition easier because of that? Or has it just been difficult? Because it's like, both of you guys... I mean, I watched the whole episode. Yeah. And I know that both of you guys have have never lived with a partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an easy, like, decision. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, I guess it, like, the transition was easy in a sense of, like, it didn't make me have any regrets leaving L.A., like, I was like, oh, like, I'm fine. Like, people are like, oh, my God. Like, how does it feel? This is, a, like, this is a big deal. Yeah, I was like, I honestly, like, I think I was already, like, accepted that L.A. will always be here. Yeah, it's not going And anywhere. plus, I'm coming here, like, once every other month. We're here and I'm right okay. now. Right, exactly. Like, I'm in L.A. right now. You know, like, it's here. So I didn't feel like I was like, oh, my God. Like, it, it didn't feel hard for me to, like, leave. I kind of was also at a point where I was, like, kind of over it. And wanted You're from new. here, and you've from never here. lived anywhere else. Well, I lived in Pennsylvania when I was five. Yes. But when you were f- five. not as, like, <laughs> yeah, an, not as an adult. I don't yeah, think yeah. that counts. I don't remember shit when I was five. I do. I remember, wow. like, I went to St. Elizabeth. I lived uh, pretty close to Philly. I remember um, I had a classmate named Megan because I like because my name was Stephanie Megan. I was like, oh my god, her name is Megan too. You have to be best friend. Yeah, and I had my first crush was when I lived in Pennsylvania. I have a lot of memories of Pennsylvania. Wow, that was like a really important. And one time I had time. massive diarrhea at my apartment. My parents got mad at me, and I was like in Why the bathtub. I just remember that I was like five. I'm like I just remember- got mad at you because you had diarrhea. 
yeah, but you know, my my mom's problematic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I'm, I don't know the full. I don't remember the full story. So maybe I did something or whatever. You know, I don't know. But I just remember. But having, also, you're five. You're right. Ch- exactly. Let's, I mean, not to be full circle about the whole mom thing, but like, like kids will be kids. Kids will be kids. Kids, kids are will sticky. Be kids. Yeah. Kids are sticky. Kids are gross. Kids pick up germs. Yeah. Kids are gr- disgusting, and they're cute. And they're cute. And they're cute, time. but they're fucking kids. They don't know yeah, any better. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, it's like parents probably just, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I don't know, but I know it, I'm sure it gets like irritating after a while, but you have to like constantly remind yourself, oh wait, they are kids, you they're know? They're children. Yeah. Yeah, no, the whole, I mean, look, I've watched a lot of parents have actual full breakdowns in front of their kids, and I'm kind of like, look... I know it's hard to be a parent. Yeah. Look at me. I chose not to be a parent, but you have to be able to be like, mom needs a moment and like right, go to the bathroom right. and do that because you, it's traumatic. It's difficult. It is. Yeah. And that's the thing I really admire about my mom. My mom would do that. My mom would be like, I need a moment. And then I, I mom need to put herself in timeout. My friend Lauren's mom would I, be like, mommy has to have a timeout. And Lauren <laughs> would be like, all right, is it done? And she'd be like, no, mom's still in timeout. And I was like, that's such a brilliant No, my thing. mom would totally have a breakdown or lash out and project on me. It was always me out of my siblings that she projected on. Well, we know that's also because of the whole idea of like being a girl right, and like what that sure. represents and everything. And I've always felt like compared, like I remember like what they said to me, I think it was my mom. I don't know which parent, but one of them said to me like, you're fi- like, well, you can't be pooping yourself. Like, so-and-so, I guess, who I probably was around my age, was like, they don't poop themselves or something like that. I remember being, like, compared and being, like, really felt bad about, like, shitting myself. About yourself. You're also, like, a kid. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And I've, like, honestly, I've, like, shit myself. All- like, I've shit myself a lot, like, up until I was, like... <laughs> Not recently, have you? Not recently. Okay. But like, I thought you were about to be like, like I've had since a good, like last week. I've had a good amount of accidents. I have a, gr- I have so many great poop stories. Like it's <laughs> insane. I don't like poop. I don't like talking about it. it okay, we'll so- get to you. Wrong person to talk about. I was about to be like, with. yeah, you can talk about. I, I don't know. So Jess, many- you like poop? <laughs> Just, I can't do it. I have so many like hilarious poop stories. <laughs> okay, wrong person. I could probably do this with like Harrison. Harrison loves Harrison. I mean, he's, shit on, he's, he's shit on dick. Hedge cat. Any, anything you know, sh- butt related. I go to Harrison. Yeah, I'm like the butt. Don't tell Rose, and he's like butt. <laughs> but, but I love butts. Tell yeah. me all the butt stuff. He's probably shit himself too. It's fine. I mean, who hasn't? Honestly, but, it's but I'm just like you shit yourself. <laughs> I think I was like, I kid you not. I think I was like seventeen. <laughs> Okay, that's not that bad. <laughs> no, but I think it was because, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been many close right, moments, right. especially being someone who lives in L.A. and you're in traffic and you're like, I'm literally going like, home. I need to go. Yeah, I yeah, need yeah. to go. I've shit myself while I was driving in traffic once. And oh, I could yeah. not. The amount of people I know <laughs> that actually don't want to admit that but have told me this. Yeah. There are a lot of people that we actually. There's that, so many people. There yeah. are someone that I know that you and also know that is a friend of ours that I has know, told me about that story. Uh, yeah. Common. Common. It's very common. But very like, common. because you're also like so stressed because you're like in traffic and then you're just like, and I'm also like relaxed because I'm sitting. Right. But I'm also not supposed yeah. to like do it here. Body. Get right. your right. shit to, together. To, literally. So. Or like the pe- literally get your shit together. <laughs> or the people that I know that have like accidentally like peed their bed because they were like, oh no, I had the dream and I flushed the toilet. And like, <gasps> they know that if they flush the toilet, See, I dream. always have dreams where I'm trying to pee, but my body won't. I won't pee. I can't pee in bed. That's but good. I've actually never shit in bed either, but I don't pee in bed. I can't do like anything during See? bed. I'll fart. 
Well, that's <laughs> I mean, that's the only time I fart. I like apparently store what? it up. The yep. only time? The only time I just apparently, that was like one of the things that Anthony would say. He'd be like, God, all you do is bed and fart. One time I, Brian, like this was recently, he farted so loud in his sleep. Like he was knocked out. And like, I was appalled because like, <laughs> that's my thing. That's not his thing. <laughs> He took your bit. Yes. He took your bit. And one time we were we were eating at a restaurant, and like we were done with the meal, and all of a sudden he goes, and he like burps so loud. I'm like, oh my god! I was like embarrassed, <laughs> and like everyone looked over. He was like, oh shit! I didn't mean. To he was like, I didn't know it was gonna sound like that. My bad. I didn't sign up for her. I was like, you've been hanging out with me for way too long. See, like, and you're we're just in letting it out. Yeah, yeah like I wouldn't have done that. See, that's the whole thing is that, like when you get comfortable so with a partner. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, no, I still can't. I, even when I'm, I, I'm so surprised. I'm so like suppressed when it comes to that type of stuff. I think it's my Catholic background. <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone's going to notice. It's fine. So let's go back to living with each other and sniffing okay, yeah, at yeah, others. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of poop and shitting and all that stuff. That's what you apparently do. Can you do that at his, like, did you feel comfortable to, like, what do you mean? poop at his house? Of course. I've never been able, I've dated you him. Nope. Never pooped at your boy. No. What? I can never do it. I'm not, rel- keep in mind when Alyssa was living with I me. I pooped at your house. I know you have, and I don't know how you people do it. <laughs> I don't know how you people do it. Alyssa would literally pee with the door open sometimes. You know, but my bathroom's in the back, right, so it's right. like, you. it's hard to tell, but like, I could she, so she could continue talking with me. It's not right. like I was watching her. It was just that right. I yeah. cannot do that, though. I had to close the door, and there was like times where Alyssa would be like, do I need to leave the apartment? Like, when she was living with me, and I'd be like, can you? And she'd like, leave the apartment, walk around the block so I could do it. Because wow. I'm so like, <laughs> I'm just like so nervous to do it. Wow. But that was it. But yeah, I've never. We should read an email. We should. Oh my gosh, should we do an email? Okay. We've all caught up with my life, right? I'm not Rachel. I don't need to tell you guys about international (laughs) shit. Right? There's nothing international about me other than. um, I'm not Rachel. I I was about to say, other than French Drake. That's the only international. French Drake? Yeah, French Drake. That's what I've been calling him. French Drake was. The guy that you've like hooked up with? Mm hmm. He's he's literally a Drake. He looks like Drake. Uh, not looks like him, but he's black and Jewish and he was raised in France. Okay. So he's a French Not to be confused with another guy who went to school in France. Oh, okay. But this one was like, he was like this one. This (laughs) gentleman was like raised in France. Wow. Man, that was it. Does he have an accent? He does. Like a little bit of one. Okay. And then of course, what did I do? But like pull out my own accent. And then he was like, where did that Irish accent come from? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. And then I was like, why are you putting on an accent? You know, one day we should just do our dad's accent. So you just speak an Irish accent. I'll speak (laughs) it in in like a Filipino accent. Wait, that's actually kind of a good idea. I don't know. Oh, the poor subtitles you would have to do. How about like we just read the emails and our parents' accents? Let's fucking do it. I hate dating around. I fucking hate dating around. You're reading this one. Hey, Steph. Thank you for reading my message. I've been grateful enough to find you randomly on TikTok. I've been listening to your podcast for the past two years. Oh, look at you. Oh, thank you. That's crazy because she's been on TikTok for about the last period two years. You know, <laughs> I, but I, I have a wee bit of a, wee, she says little, but we would say wee, wee situation. I met this guy named, let's call him gym teacher. Oh. Gym teacher. <laughs> okay. Gym teacher. But like gym as in like J-Y-M, not like. J-I-M. Like J-I-M. Yeah. yeah. This is, oh, G-Y-M. I can't spell. <laughs> Anyways, 
We've been talking Otherwise, on Hinge for, oh, this might be good because I'm back on apps, hoes. That's why I chose it for your episode. Ooh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> We've been back on Hinge for two, three weeks. This accent's going all over the place. It was Scottish for a little bit and now it's Irish. Okay, and we've been really starting to vibe and I was actually enjoying talking to him. Oh, I have to do this because I can't read and... Why are the things... Ooh, this has to do with Stranger Things. This might be a spoiler. I'll let you guys know. Okay. <laughs> when the first time we hung out, our first meetup date was that he took me out to ramen, and we stopped to watch a movie at Netflix. Ooh, throwback. Netflix and chill. Yeah. But we ended up just talking until three in the morning. Oh, that's cute. We talked about toxic relationships, our par uh, parents' infidelities... He ended up sleeping over and we didn't do anything. We met up a second time and he brought a tall boy for a movie, but we didn't end up watching a movie because the movie theater, we got to the movie theater too late. We ended up going back to his place and watching the latest episode of Stranger Things, which was so cute. Never heard anyone describe Stranger Things as cute, but I like that. <laughs> but the, the whole vibe was cute. Oh, the vibe was, oh. I'm an idiot. Today I'm a blonde, I guess. I don't That's disrespectful to blondes, but also my bad. Um, things, uh, we watched Stranger Things, which was cute. And after that, he was, he was like, I'm going to bed, but if you want to stay out here and watch TV, you can. But when you're ready to go to bed, just come to my room. And I was like, okay. I stayed in the living room a bit and watched a little Netflix. And when I got tired, I went to his room and laid down. I thought he was asleep, but he turned and asked me a question that I asked two days prior. It was about a spicy text we talked about. One thing led to another and we ended up fucking. The day after I felt really disconnected from him, but I really tell um, but I really tell that he liked me, so or so I thought. A few hours later I texted him and he hasn't texted me back. Um, what should I take this as? Wait. So she left So they have sex. She leaves. The next day she texts him and he hasn't texted her back. And that this email was sent on July 16th and it is July 20th right now. This episode is airing on August 7th. Just kidding. I don't know. Um, but she's just basically like she has she has these two great dates with these dude, this dude. They end up having sex and then and he's that's anything. it. Yeah. And then he's like ghosted her. What does that mean? I hate to say it, but I just don't think he's interested. Yeah, I think he's done. Which always sucks. But here's the thing about when men are done is I always feel like sometimes a really good indicator is that you're kind of like, ah, oh, man, that really fucking sucks and everything. But sometimes it's kind of one of those things where it's like, just put it on ice for a little minute mm -hmm. because I don't think it's necessarily a full ghost because it can want to be one of those things where you just hit him up like a few days later and are like, yo, like he could be doing something else. He could have whatever. But I also think it's like one of those things that sometimes if you get a guy too close to like the whole experience you know what yeah, i mean yeah also this is my thing where you have too many at home dates then oh, you kind no, of yes i was gonna say that when it's too soon for the at home dates especially it's always the first date you meet somewhere mm -hmm. and the second date it's like oh let's just chill at home i feel like those you're skipping a whole lot of shit right, in the middle i feel like that for the most, it, it could work. There's there's things where people. I mean, that's my go-to move. Right, <laughs> it's your go-to move to what? Just to have fuck. the home date. Yeah, to fuck and then be like, that's it. Okay, thank yeah, you. It was very nice meeting. That's what I'm saying. Like, I yeah. just feel like because that that would happen to me too. It was always the second date. It was always at home, and it was always like skipping over all these dates, getting to know each other. So, yeah, it could just be like one of those, just like he just needed someone there, have a moment with, and like didn't think anything of it. You know, I mean. 
there's potential if it could grow. Like sometimes you can meet each other like a year later and maybe have potential. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, yeah, put it on the ice for a little bit. Don't even think about it. Keep your options open and just keep fucking dating. Yeah, but it doesn't. And I I understand that the like, caption your literal thing is I hate, I hate dating, dating around, around, which I get That's, it. You yeah. do hate dating around, but I'm the idea saying. is, do you only want to date if you're single and trying to figure it out? You don't want to be like immediately attached to the one first person. You're dating around doesn't necessarily mean you have to date like fucking 15, 20 people, but it does give you some ideas of like options, what you would like, what you don't like. And obviously like you made a connection with that guy. That's completely fine and ex- extremely healthy. I think yes. it's really sweet to make connections with people. You obviously bonded on a lot of stuff. Not a lot of people can identify with parents infidelity, you know, toxic relationships. Mm. So I think that's really beautiful and that's amazing. But then it's also kind of like, okay, maybe that like a lot, we unloaded a lot about life, uh, very quickly and now it's kind of like let's just like see if right. we actually enjoy each other's companies yeah i mean i just think that like if it's like on his end it's probably very simple if he likes you he likes you and it yeah. doesn't mean like he didn't enjoy his time he just we don't know what place he is in his life or what his situation is at this moment and who he's dated and what his experiences are like that also plays an effect too so it's kind of hard to like say but I just think that, like, he's just, I don't know. I feel like, okay, here, I, this sounds very familiar to, like, my dating life because I would always come across these situations mm-hmm. and I would always be like, I hate dating around. But as someone who's, like, in a happy relationship now, like, I'm so glad that I did it. And, like, even when I was in the moment, I always try to shift my perspective because yeah. I would complain. But I'd be like, you know what? One day I'm going to be with someone because I know that that's what I want and that's what I'm striving for. But, like, I clearly have a lot to learn about what I want and what I don't want. So I'm just going to take all these experiences as it is. And also it's fun to get to know somebody. Yeah. Like one day you're going to meet someone and then another day you're going to be hella tired and not want to go out anymore. Your back hurts. You don't want to give your energy to people. So if you're young and thriving and have time, go waste your time with these dudes and date around. Yeah. Do it before someone who's 31 and tired. Okay. (laughs) Do it before your back hurts. (laughs) But it's true, though. You know what I mean? Like, when you're young, like, you're you're more like, oh, I want to hang out. I want to, like, do things. Yeah, go like, do shit. Or you have more energy to do shit. But then when you get older, you're like, I don't know. I'm tired. Yeah. You're also a Pisces, so it's okay. You're it's going to be okay. And you're from the Bronx. So I really got some people out in the Bronx. Okay, New York. Girl, you in New York. You're in I don't New know. York. Literally in New York, that was, like, the city, like, I, you know, I couldn't find. That was the weirdest thing about downloading apps in New York. Yeah. I was just window shopping. And I was just yeah. looking. But the amount of times I would just break my neck being like a man on the subway. Oh, my God, this man, a man. It's just like there are so many gorgeous people in that city. Like, and you're probably one of them. Yeah, and you're in a gorgeous city, like with a lot of gorgeous people and a lot of, I don't know. I feel like it's cool to like build these stories, even if it's just like just half a chapter with somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's really cool to like the plot. It's all for the plot. And I love looking back and be like, oh, yeah, I experienced that one thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I was bummed about it. But like. I'm Girl, we were just wrecking the election about where I was like, hey, remember Coquette Curtis? And you Coquette were like, oh, Coquette, Coquette Curtis. Yeah, no, those are fine. You got to put yourself out there in order to have these experiences and these, like, laughs and these, you know, like. You got to put yourself out there so you, too, can have nicknames for shitty men in your life. There you go. That's a PSA right there. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Okay. okay. <laughs> but seriously, you're beautiful. You're great. It, uh... Love it for now. I hate it, but love it for now because it might not be the truth anymore. 
Yeah. Be it's gone. Fine. Just keep going with it. Honestly, don't put pressure on it and just go with the flow. Like, if I could go back and tell myself, like, all the times I was so anxious, it'd be like, you could only control yourself. You can't control other people. So Facts. just do what, do what suits you. Do only control yourself. That's it. You can't, you can't control yeah. him. You can't, like, manipulate him to text you back. or No. No, that's not fun. Because I would, I would try. I would try to, like, post something on my story. Like, a, you know, like, thirst traps or whatever. Our first episode. do 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 like, I would post, like, you know, a cute-ass selfie hoping that he'd, like, like it and maybe, like, think of me. Strategic product placement, according to Jess, which is so true because I would drop that selfie thinking, like, okay, look at my tan. I'm looking good. And then hoping Charles would text me, but it was, it was actually Davion who texted me. And I'm like, damn, I caught the wrong fish. Oh, I know. The net was too wide. It was too wide. The titties were looking too good. He wasn't the man I wanted to text me, but I got this one. I'm like, all right, fine. And I think I ended up sleeping with them anyways. So, you know, you guys. I mean, something. I was going to say that's, that's the best way to end the story. We were like, <laughs> I got the wrong fish, but I still cooked and ate it. Right. And Still, still got something. So. Uh, I wanted a staffer and I got tilapia. Mm. <laughs> Just how it works sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, what are we going after next? This one says, I think I fell in love oh, God. too fast. Okay. Let's go. Just saying, as someone who did that. Oh, okay, let's go. Are you stressed? Yeah, a little bit. Let's, go. <laughs> okay, let's yeah, talk yeah. about love. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm just kidding. Really. <laughs> I feel like you're going through it over here. It's like a roller coaster. I, ha- I don't know why, but I had this like moment of, do you follow the girl who reads body language on TikTok? I've seen it, but I don't follow her. I, I'm obsessed with her. I love her. And yeah. then I'm a nobody. She's never going to read my body language. But I, when I was doing that, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was like, oh my God, it's that whole thing. Like, Maybe we should put it on TikTok and tag Don't. Because <laughs> I'm already doing the things <laughs> she's telling me not to. There's like this thing about like the the symmetry body, like only using one arm, and like then the whole like throw. By the way, I'm a huge fan of yours. I can't remember her TikTok name right now, but she's great. Anyways, don't. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to the six o'clock news. Okay, we'll read the email. Okay, <laughs> fine. You're thinking about it too much. I am. All right, so I met this guy two months ago on Hinge. Hinge again. Hinge. Sponsor me. What? Yeah, what? talk about, you know what? We should call this series the Unhinged series because this is a crazy ass love stories, but keep going. Okay, so we got another Unhinged. Fine. I have not had any success on Hinge. It's Bumble. I have, but let me get to the movie. Okay, enough. fine. Let's focus. Okay. So I met this guy two months ago on Hinge after my sister took my dating app and <gasps> found him because I have shit taste in men. Mm. We spent every weekend together since we met and since we met and I spent the night in his loft in LA a couple times a week. He's a therapist. <gasps> what? He's a 10 <laughs> and he's a therapist. <laughs> okay, okay. But then let's see let's okay, see what okay, happens. Okay. 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 And has his life together. I feel like sometimes he treats me like a patient, <laughs> but I feel better about myself. And he has, oh, sorry, sometimes I think it's kind of cheesy when like you get certain guys who like have this career and they like, they like, sh- like they like really show like, Bitch, you know what I'm saying? Why do you think I started the series, How to Love an Artist? Because I wanted to interview different artists and how different artists can be so cliche about the way they love. Right. Dancers, they're like, oh, girl, the way the bo- your body moves. It's like, like sometimes just- there's, it's like their whole persona, and it's like, okay, like, stop trying to make, like, he's a therapist. He's like, stop trying to make me 
a fucking therapist. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, your patient. I don't, don't know. Don't be a fireman that lights houses on fire, you weirdo. Like, have something outside of your job. Why are you so obsessed with it? A doctor who loves giving stitches. I don't know. I don't know. I'm on a tangent now. I'm still thinking about but the But maybe I'm an annoying girl. person that, like, sometimes people, like, I'll be talking to people, like, I sound like I'm on your podcast. And I'm like, you're not. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just talking to you. <laughs> but I also think that, though, that's not you. That's their projection okay. of it. But this girl, obviously, is like, he's, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you're, you're projection because you think of it because yeah. it's like how do I know Steph oh it's the podcast world so then this is but we, you know we you, me and you talk about it all the time where it's like we literally talk like it's, this. It's like it's like when like you're hanging out with someone who's a musician. They play their music for you, like while you're like. <laughs> I hate that shit. <laughs> it's oh like that. That's how God. I'm looking at it. My I'm sister like, was in LA for 48 hours and found a man, and she was like, "Rose, he played me his music, and I really liked it." And I was like, Ugh. "I am not 20." Anyway, <laughs> sorry. So you get treated like a, uh, a patient. <laughs> oh my God, where am I? Uh, I feel like sometimes he treats me like a patient, but I feel better about myself. Okay, as long as you feel better, and he has changed my life for the better. So free therapy. <laughs> you're not paying $150 an hour. That's, That's tight. That's cool. And you're getting dick? Okay. Yeah. Continue. But business oh. of pleasure could be a little little tricky. Anyways, no shit where you eat. We already told each other, I love you. Ooh. He said it first, LOL. I just feel like maybe we fell in love too fast. I'm kind of scared that it will come crashing down. Any advice to calm my nerves? Have you ever fallen in love quickly? Yes, girl. P.S. I love Rose. That's why I said I love Rose. She makes me laugh so hard. And when y'all are together, I know the episode's gonna be bomb.com. Love ya. You know what, girl? I love you, too. Let's just all love each other, Steph. I love you. Um, <laughs> wait, but two months? Yeah, I met two this guy months two months ago. Dating? And she said this four days ago. So this is recent. So two months? They've been dating and they're in love? Yeah. Ooh. What is the... Okay, 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 okay. Let's focus. Let's really think about this for a hot second. Yeah. Did you have a conversation about being... Like, I feel like I love you before other conversations is a red flag in my mind. Like, did you talk about how, oh, I'm not seeing anyone else. I'm not seeing anyone else either. Yeah, I don't know. She didn't clarify like, that. But that's what that's I'm something. saying. So yeah. I feel like for you, boo, um, I'm going to call you the lover. As the lover, I think that you should reevaluate like how and when did the I love you happen? Like, had, did you guys have conversations about how I'm not sleeping with anyone else? Like, were there conversations about like, I want to meet your friends? You know what I mean? Like a lot can happen in two months. I mean, I have a family friend. I think she got married. She knew a guy in like nine months and they got mm. married and they're still married to this day. And it like mm. worked out completely fine and they're happy. But it's just like, also everyone was like, right. Going right. Work out? And sometimes it it does, I guess. Like, you know, like when you're quick, I don't know. I'm all about taking your time. So I'm like very biased on that. Ooh, then so. I'll take the other. I'll take the opposite side. Okay. Fall okay. in love. Move in together. Love. Fucking get a 401k together. An IRA. Share each other's social medias. No. Give him your social security number. Just kidding. I'm just, whoa. That's all too No, fast. I mean, like, sometimes it works. People, when they know and they're very, like, decisive, they know. Like, and I'm, I will support love no matter what. But, like, 
again, when we give advice, it's all projection of our experiences. So but how, just but, take it. Here's the thing. Here's here's what I'm analyzing, and I don't know if I'm just negative and I'm just projecting something. This is fun. I love negative stuff. I love her. <laughs> I love. We're gonna throw that word around there. We should have a count, right, Jess? You're in the audience. You understand. We should have a counter. Uh, negative like, stuff. No, the whole idea of how many times we say love in this episode. This okay. is the love episode. But yes, uh, no, I love negative stuff. Continue. Okay. Continue. <laughs> okay, so. By the looks of like, okay, he's a therapist. He like gives her advice. He like is open, having her open up. It almost seems slightly controlling. Ooh. Like it's a little, it, it's, it seems a little manipulative to me. I don't know why I'm getting manipulative red flags. I could be wrong. Please take things with a grain of salt. This is just what I'm. No, no, that's a pretty feeling. big piece like, of salt. I, the I like fact that. that it's like, oh, I'm a therapist. So let me like. I mean, you know, having you like be vulnerable, like making, like creating it, like just, I mean, it's, it's one thing to create a space, but like how we're going back and how it's like such a, pers- I don't know. It just You're seems literally little- stealing the words out of my mouth. Yeah. It's the just, creating the space. But it's like, we've all created space for people we love. We get that. But it almost just seems like, but the way saying I love you right away. And like when you're in a very vulnerable space of time, I don't know. It just seems. So here's the thing, girl. This is what I feel like is happening right now. And I think that we're kind of, we're both agreeing right. on it in different ways. Like for me, it's like, well, how did you get to what was being said before I said, I love you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I get him saying it first, but maybe this is her moment to kind of step back, get an outer body experience and be like, Oh shit. Do I know anything about this man? Did he open, yeah, up, to did he open up to you? Did you, were you his therapist? It's do all you about, make oh my him God, feel better? You're like, Oh yeah. He made me feel better. Maybe like, okay. But like, did you do that for each other? Maybe this is the moment where she's realizing where it's like, what if I, what do you have in common? Also, right. that's the thing. I was, I started rewatching sex in the city. Um, and I'm at the, literally at the end now, but it's like where she's dating the Russian mm-hmm. and she's like, the only thing we have in common is each other. And it's like, and she wants to move to Paris and we know how right. that ends. And it was all quick. And it was very quick. And they were only been together for three months. And you know, Miranda's standing outside of the church being like, you're living in a fantasy. So like, what if this is kind of your mirage fantasy moment where it's like the love could be real and it can exist, but who do you love? Do you know this man? Have you opened up to him? Has he opened up to you the way you've opened up to him? Is this a form of manipulation? Is he... It's something to look at. I mean, is he one of those people that kind of gets off on the amount of women that can get vulnerable in front of him? Because it's weird. You start dating and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm a therapist. Let me have you as my patient. Like you said, you feel like you're his patient. That's a little like... Very, very aware, but also like, let me suss this out. Like, obviously, right. he's like, hot. I like him. Has he been just? What has he been? Almost like your patient in a way. Like, can he come to you? Like, I think love is, you know, if feelings. It, feelings is there. Obviously, like that. We're not going to take away. We understand that you have a lot of feelings for this man. Is it long lasting love? Is it unconditional love? That's something that obviously, with time, you're going to find out. But. I, I would keep a lookout and make sure that, like, make sure that he's not, like, manipulating. I don't know. I mean, I like that you threw a flag on the play because that is, it is interesting. And obviously, he does have a lot of attributes in the sense that he has his shit together. She mentioned right. that he has his, like, loft. He's got his life. But then it's, yeah, like, I would just be, like, what, you know, what are you bringing to? But sometimes when they really try to portray, I don't know, I just, like, no, I understand. Oh, I completely understand. When they try your to portray just like this perfect image of themselves, and they're like looking at you, like, "Oh, but like, let me help you." Oh yeah, then it's you like, become a patient. Then it's like some yeah, weird things. I don't know. It's like weird. So, and I mean, but also evaluate it where it's like, what are you bringing to the relationship if it's not this weird emotional thing that he can get off on? 
Right. That he feels like he, you're a baby bird. Is he healing you? Right. And let's be honest, as someone who has done that to a lot of men in her life, where I've been the one that's like, let me fix you. And then at the end of it, I'm like, you're fucking happy and you're living your best life. And then like getting, I'm in yeah, shambles. Right, right. I'm like, oh, wait, hold but on. But getting off on being like the hierarchy of the yeah. relationship. That used to be me, like in my early, early, early 20s, when I like thought I was going to be like, I'm going to be in love and married by the time I'm like 25. She died, thank God. <laughs> but like that idea and that coalition and then realizing like, oh, that's right. Like that's un- that, uh, that position is very unfair mm-hmm. to expect this person to be the broken one that you get to fix and mm-hmm. heal mm-hmm. there's this great show called new amsterdam that i love that's like a you know drama hospital show but they have this very interesting conversation between a two husbands and one of them is like you're only with me because i'm broken and because you get off on the fact of like healing me so now that i'm healed that's when we're starting the oh, fight yeah, and i want to sure. get a divorce and you don't because you're like let's work through this divorce and it's like oh so you're turned on by my problems and so it's like, how much is it of it is that he's turned on to your problems? There's people who love to be fixers. And he's a therapist, so he obviously likes to help fix, I don't, you know. Yeah, I, I, would, I would think that, if I think, here though, to the thesis of the original question, is there such thing as falling in love with too fast? I'm going to say no. Just because I don't think there's anything wrong with falling in love too fast. The whole idea is... Yeah, your feelings are valid t- towards this person. Yes. So that's okay. Love is beautiful. It's an amazing thing. Right. It, we need more of it, honestly. Right. Yeah. So like, yes, if you feel like lo- falling in love too fast, t- you know, it's fine. Everyone goes at their own pace. But sometimes this we fall si- in love with the wrong people. This situation, let me like... I hope you can like step back and like reevaluate the like yeah. footing of it. Um, but I love you. We love and you, you love me. We are one big family. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, that was a good one. I really, I really, <laughs> I feel like sex with a therapist. I've never fucked a therapist. I've never like, fucked a therapist I either. Think sex with a therapist is probably good. You think? I don't know, man. I kind of feel like, I don't know, it could be, could be good. How is it like, I need to know more about how it's like dating a therapist. This person needs to tell me more. I don't know how they do. There's a woman that everyone, she has like a famous TED talk, but she's a therapist for therapists. And it is one of the craziest things to imagine. Yeah, no, therapists need therapy too. Which is like wild. So then it's kind of like, is is he just testing things out on you as like a patient? Like that sounds, oh, that sounds weird. Yeah, that sounds like, I feel like I've seen a movie like that. It's like any movie about Munchausen syndrome, basically. Yeah. Yeah, the movie is called, uh, wait, what's that movie about fucking Gypsy Rose? It's that oh, one. Oh, uh, that one. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, that one. That, that one. one. The yeah. act. The act. The act. I love that. Okay, go watch the act, my friend. <laughs> and if it reminds you at all of your relationship, whoop, it's too fast. Yeah, you shouldn't have yeah. fallen in love. Keep your receipts. But it's okay to like, you know, again, if you feel something towards somebody, that shit could be real. Like, for instance, I think my love for Morgan was real. Everyone yeah. else is going to be like, oh, now you was shitty. Yeah, he was shitty. And it wasn't. Doesn't change the fact that you it, loved him. But it didn't change the fact that I, you know, loved him. So it's okay. You feel something, you feel like you love him, then that's fine. But obviously, Sometimes you fall in love with the wrong people, and that's yeah. something that, like, with time, you'll find, figure out if it's something that is real. You know, not real, but, like, unconditional, and it's the right person you want to be with. Because you can love people and not end up with them. I'm thinking about that a lot lately, where I'm, like, reevaluating actually how many times I've been in love. I've been in love three times. I think I Kevin, used... Kevin, Morgan, Brian. I think I used to think it was four, and I genuinely think I've only been in love twice. I think the first, my first boyfriend ever, 
um, Jamil, who I loved. It was puppy love, but it was just like so good and so healthy. Mm. And then Anthony. The other two. Yeah, there's like people who I thought maybe I could fall in love with and yeah. I felt really strong emotions for, but. Or I was just horny and thought that strong emotion was yeah, lust or passion. It was, it was more lust. Yeah. There was, there was a difference because it was like, it was, it was very, yeah, it was more so like just, yeah, just like needing them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was also, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a good time. But. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and that's fine. But I think that like, and also that goes back to the last person who submitted a thing about the whole like dating around is like dating around sucks, but it also does help put a lot of shit in perspective. It helps mm. you figure out like what you what, like and you don't just, like. You discover yourself through dating. Yeah. It, dating is honestly therapeutic. You discover yourself through dating, but you do not earn validation in dating. Yes, there you go. Do not find value in other human beings, but discover things about yourself in just dating. But don't mm. let the dating spill into your like, am I a good person? Like that's it, different. As, it's completely different. Yeah. yeah, and I like that you made that like, that difference right there. But yeah, I like it's your so face. true. Oh, I like yours. I think you're really pretty. Stop. What? Where is this coming from? Because you look really pretty today. You, you look, look really angelic. Remember, just we were saying that. She looks so pretty today, doesn't she? Today. Today, babe. <laughs> it's about divorce, babe. She looks so pretty. Oh, you look thanks. so pretty. No, is that. It's you a look beautiful like with your red hair. This is how I know you're single because you dyed your hair a color. I'm not going to lie. I really want to do that sound on TikTok that's really problematic about like, don't fuck girls with red hair because they're like, going oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like want to do it and I want to be like, motherfucker, this hair. This is true. You sense, are. Yes. I mean, I am going through something, but also not in like a negative way. It's just the fact that I'm like, I miss my red hair. I want it back. But more importantly, I think that red hair, like listening, I've listened to that sound a lot on TikTok and I'm just like, oh no, you just can't handle a girl with red hair. It's not that she's going through something. That's she probably true. fucking choked you during sex and you were like, I Ugh. feel scared. Like she probably made you, she probably demasculated you. Honestly. But I did see that one TikTok about like how Asians go blonde and then once they're back to black, they're completely healed. And I was like. <gasps> Helped you through the process. Your mom helped me oh through the my process. God, wait. Okay, I can't like talk on that because I'm not Asian, but that's cr- oh my it's god. I'm, true, think- I'm immediately thinking of people we know. <gasps> yes, every Asian girl, an Asian girl who dyes their hair blonde, like they're going through it, and the blonder and the blonder, the blonder they get, they're really going through it. And then they go boop back to black because they're like, I'm healed. I don't need this. Dude, but there it. is something about bleach blonding. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I see a man do it, yeah. Kanye, Frank Ocean, Pete Davidson, Machine Gun they Kelly. They want something different. And they, they want, want a new era. Yes, or they just want someone to hold them and <laughs> tell them it's going to be okay. Yes. Like when Pete Davidson dyed his hair blonde, I was like, oh, you need a friend. Yeah. Like a good one, though. Yeah, yeah. Not like things. But yeah, no, you're right. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. But, Watch out, Asian girl with real blonde hair. She going through it. Oh. But when she, but no, actually watch out for the Asian girl who goes back to black because she healed and don't got time for you. Amy Winehouse, back to black. We back ain't doing black. that shit. We ain't got time for that. Nope. Okay. Oh my God. That's so amazing. Let's do one more email. Okay. Let's do one more email. I will say though, I'm, I, this is a lot of responsibility. It is. It, no, dying your no, hair. No, 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 no. Not just dying. Girl, upkeep. I, not even upkeep. I walk down Trader Joe's aisle, men double take. Like since I've, but it's like, it's kind of blown my mind. Cause I'm like, I know I'm cute, but like, dang it. Like it, there's a lot, it's, it's I definitely get hit on more when I'm a blonde. 
it fucking this is a lot of I was talking you know mm. Lauren she's a redhead mm. and I was like Lauren I don't know how you do it this is a lot of responsibility yeah there it just brings you look out good a as whole, a red I feel like it's like thank you, you should have been well a I'm like I'm kind of like I mean I'm like a brunette Irish. red I'm Irish but like this is like you know this is bottle red I'm a bo- yeah. you know bottle blonde yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is like a bottle red <laughs> so it's different <laughs> but. It definitely is like a lot of, I feel like, responsibility. I think my hairstylist, because I told her the joke, I think she got offended. She got offended? I'm so sorry. But I was like, no, no, no. She's like, what do you, she's like, what do you mean, bottle blonde? I was like, no, no, no. Like, But like, it's not like natural. Right. Yeah. But I think because it's like, when you like, I don't know, as a hairstylist, it's like going, making someone blonde is like a craft or it's a technique. So just to be like, oh, oh it's just a bottle. bottle blonde. Yeah, just seems no. like, oh, like I just, you know, That's like. That's not what I'm so sorry. I, know. I, I mean, she wasn't like way. mad, but I think she, I, I've noticed that she kind of was like, what do you, like she kind of needed clarification. Oh my <laughs> I God, like, I did oh, not no, no, mean no. to offend her. Well, it was it's like the one time that my, um, my old hairstylist, Helena, she was like, ooh, that girl has box-colored hair. And I was like, ooh, what a great insult, box-colored that, hair. That's an insult. That's an insult. Yeah. So I understand. I didn't mean, who, you do, um, to Steph's hairstylist, you are an amazing <laughs> human being. You're great. You're beautiful. I, I'm a huge fan of your work. Sorry if I offended you. <laughs> I really am, actually. I feel so bad. Oh, shit. Okay. This next email. It's fine. We've read longer. I know, but she says, I'm a Scorpio, and my moon is with Leo rising. I don't know. Read it, and I'm going to find out my rising, because I'm a Scorpio, too, so we could be friends. Okay. Uh, This one says, clueless with life. Same girl. (laughs) We not, and I'm supposed to help answer this. (laughs) I'm sorry. Should we get someone else? Should we get someone else? Okay, fine. Clueless with life. I'll try. I won't be. We'll try. Okay, let's try. Okay. Hey, Steph, I've been an avid watcher, listener with your podcast for two years now. Shout out to you, girl. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not unsubscribing. Anyways, <laughs> your podcast gets me through my day and makes the shitty days a bit brighter. Hmm. A little bit about me. I am, out, I am out of high school, not enrolled in college, and not with the best job woman. Huh? I could be wrong. I sorry. Did I really well, saying woman at the end of the sentence, the new girl? Woman. Is girl? it? Girl? I don't know. I'm just this, assuming. Are we just too old now that we don't understand like little things? Like, oh, or maybe she's saying that I like I'm a woman. Like I am a woman. Oh, a little bit. A, a little about me. I'm an out of high school, a nine year old college, and not with the best woman. Like I'm not with the best job woman. Like she's not yes, like it's okay, 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 okay. I thought you. it was like yep. a new Gen Z thing. I know, like, like woman. We call it woman. Like woman. is that a thing? I don't know. Should we start doing that? Woman. Woman? Yeah. (laughs) Girl, woman. Woman. I am a woman. Yeah, like in your 30s, I'm like, oh, yeah, woman. Oh, woman, guess what? You're like, hey, woman, guess what? I got some tea. You know what I mean? Like, that's. Is that the name of this episode? A woman, guess what? A woman, guess Guess what? what? Okay. Okay. Keep going. Where am I? I I live at home with my family, and every day that I am here, I feel like I've accomplished nothing in life. I'm the oldest sibling of four and having to constantly leave a good example for them, which my mother expects me to do well. My mother had me at a very young, uh, had me very young and we both went through very tough times together. Oh, our bond is a strange one, but it is one of the most cherished. We mm-hmm. don't talk to each other like other mothers do with their kids, talking about their feelings, showing affection, and even the typical hugs are out of the most, ch- oh, sorry. Do the highlighting thing, man. I'm telling you. Or or, or, or hugs are out. (laughs) 
I'm you are clueless it. about life too. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's we'll get this, through this. This is not her. It's on me. Okay. Um, the typical hugs are out of our ordinary with us. We never talk about our differences because mother is always right. Oh, girl, that's like my really my mom. Seeing my mother go through the struggles that she went through when I was young made me want to do everything I could so she could be proud of me. Sorry, got the burp. <laughs> Although ninety nine percent of the time I failed, of course, because you're human. So, and you're also a kid. Yeah, and to have that kind of pressure on you, you're gonna keep making mistakes. Yeah, I still try harder to make her more proud the next time around. Over the course of the years, I started to get more exhausted with having to try for better outcomes in the challenges I faced. My drive to do anything in life became non-existent. But I wasn't allowed to break break down because I had to keep trying to prove to my mother that she could be proud to have me as a daughter. Mm. This is really, I I get this a lot. As of recently... (laughs) I know, I sense it. I feel yeah. like as, as of recently, my mom has been pushing me in the right direction in life. New job, new lifestyle, the whole package. At first, I really wanted to try my best and create a better path for me. But over the past couple of weeks, she has been nonstop harassing me to do better. To some of it may be pushes... Wait, where am I? To some, it may be pushes of encouragement, but with the mother like mine who is never satisfied, it gets suffocating. suffocating. For sure. I'm about to start working at a bank and do the whole nine to five lifestyle, a life that I never wanted to live. (gasps) Same girl. My energy to try and my energy to grind, LOL, is gone because that that lifestyle is not healthy for you, by the way. But we'll get to that. I desire more in life other than this. I truly have no idea where I am or where I'm going Mm -hmm. in life. Although I am young. I never really saw my life going this far. But over the years, I've found things to fight for. Wish I had the means to move out. But as a broke, practically unemployed, not college-educated student. Fuck college. Fuck college. <laughs> um, that, you knew that was the part that I was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, college is great. We'll get into it. We'll get it seems like a fantasy. I am lost. Being the oldest, I never had anybody to look up to for answers. So I've been going through this alone. I knew it would be the best to speak to my mother about my feelings. But like I said, she is not the type to talk about how I'm truly feeling. Is your mom an immigrant? Because that sounds like my immigrant parents. Um, I'm signing myself up for therapy. Yes, (gasps) thankfully, because this is definitely a lot to unpack, LOL. But I just wanted to know your opinion on this whole situation and maybe some advice on how to handle this type of weight on someone's shoulders oh she's from chicago Chicago. yes okay we have so many thoughts we have so many thoughts so many thoughts you should go first um fuck college (laughs) i'm just gonna say that right now fuck college it's look college is great if you're gonna be a doctor a nurse if you do want to learn a skill and you have the means to a lot of it really college is a privilege in america like let's be real and it's it is. And, and it should be free, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But it's also not for everyone. Nope. It's not for everyone. And? And it doesn't make you less than someone who has gone to college. I have never gone to college. 
I now work in Los Angeles. I work and live in Los Angeles. I help out my parents financially and I have a job. Did it take me a fucking long time to get here? Absolutely. Do I have any debt? No, not anymore. So it's like, yeah, college is a, I believe it. If it's anything that feels like a trade school, like you said, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. a doctor, a lawyer. I'm not mm-hmm. going to hire a lawyer if they didn't go to college, right? right? But the whole idea of what college is and where it has gone from like what our grandparents to even our parents have been through yeah no it's a scam right and it's really it's it's totally fucked up yeah like i feel like the way that it it was sold to us because it here's the thing college could be useful we could learn something i think education is very important yep but it's just like yeah we're always told like okay we go to second grade and then we go to third grade so we go to high school become a senior and from senior year we go to college and like but the reality is not a lot of us people know what the fuck we want to do with our lives no. so it's like and this, it's expensive four years to figure out what the fuck you want to do with your it's life it's so expensive to think of like okay what am i going to do and if you don't have the privilege and the means to just I say something so bad. okay okay we'll get to jess cuz no, i know no, that she's in school right now you sure do are you, you team college She's in school right now. I'm, I'm, I'm team masters. Team masters. Here's my other thing, though. But I was going to say, Jess, you're bringing up a really good point that I wanted to touch on this. College will always be there. This girl is fresh out of high school and not going to college. Girl, you can go to college when you're 30. But, but she feels You can like, go to college when you're right. 45. You can go to college at any point. The amount of women I know that worked, like, fucking were, when I was a maid at a hotel, the amount of women I know that are now nurses and doctors but were fucking single moms working as maids, going to night school, getting their master's, getting all those things in their, like, late 20s, early 30s, I'm all about that. I think, though, college, you should not go to college until your brain is fully done, developed, and that is at 25. And so it puts pressure. Yes, yeah. I mean, go to community college, like, like probably intern to a bunch of places, figure out what you like to do. But I think we're like kind of sometimes forced to, especially if you're someone like, for instance, like me, like where it's like, uh, ideally, like, I guess I'm like in the considered in the like the middle class. Like I, I wouldn't say that my parents had the money to give me like the funds to go to college. Yeah. I had to take out a loan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like. And it was like this forced thing. It was like, okay, I got to go. And you have to like make these huge financial decisions. Like college is expensive, huge financial decisions to go somewhere. And you're like, but I don't even know what the fuck I want to learn. There's so many people who go to school, fail out, or they're like, they switch majors and they don't know what to do. And there's added pressure that you have to figure it out right now. When reality, it's like, it takes time and it's okay to go back later. And Jess, I know that you said that you, after... Like when you went to college when you were younger, you didn't do well. And then now when you're older because you lived and you've experienced and you've worked out there and you've figured out what you liked, you, you went back and now you're doing amazing. Yes. Do you want to come on? I know you have a face mask. <laughs> she's got a face mask on, but she's got something to say. I will say the only... I graduated my undergrad with a 2.0 GPA. And it was crazy because with that, I was it was really hard for me to get into a master's program because no one would take me. And I was just talking to my dad about that he, yesterday, and he was like, it's crazy because now I'm in my master's. I have a 4.0. I'm a straight A student, literally all A's, and I'm graduating next year. And you're year, working full time. And I'm working full time. So there's definitely something wrong with the system because Fact. they should have known that there's maybe it's not that she's not doing well, but there's something that we're missing as a school. So Facts. Yeah. I'm team master's, undergrad, go to community college, save your coins. Right, you exactly. Go. 
Yeah, and just intern a bunch of places, like try to get jobs, you know, like. But to expect a fucking 18 year old to make a huge financial decision. Half a million dollars in debt to figure out what the hell they want to do with their lives. A lot of us can't afford college, let's be honest. I mean, that was me and couldn't afford it. Right. Charles Macleod was like, Rose, you're going to get a job. And I was like, I will, sir. But no, yeah, it's. Also, they can't afford college. You got to get on a loan. This is how they scam me because I just went through recently something with my loan and it was a whole thing. Uh-oh. And I've learned a lot about how this system fucking works. And I'll be honest with you. So I, I could I wanted to go to college because that's the thing to do when you're 18 and you're 19. Right. So like I went I went to school. I went to fit them, a fashion school, which the, the, the dumbest decision to ever make, because like I, you don't need a degree for what I wanted wanted to do at that time. I should have just went out to like. Community college, like Jess said, or just whatever. Anyways, I took out a massive loan because FITM is expensive. Yes, it is. It is expensive. And so these banks, because I didn't take out a federal loan. I took out a private loan, which was the biggest mistake. If you're going to take out a loan, at least do federal because there's a little bit more forgiveness. But these private loans don't give a fuck. Nope. They're going to make these minimum payments so large and then I'm working jobs where I can't even make that. So they're going to do these whole like, okay, we're going to adjust the minimum and you're just going to like pay like, like a certain percentage of it. But that doesn't even like, it wasn't even interest. It was just like a small payment. But then because I wasn't doing the, the regular minimum payment, the interest kept building. My loan doubled, y'all. Yeah, that makes even sense. though for years I was paying it. We're like, where's the money? But they just keep wanting to have you pay that shit off and you're paying that shit off for the rest of your life. Navient is a scam, y'all. So fuck Navient. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, they're under investigation. <laughs> yeah, Sally yeah, exactly. May, Don't do. Hosts. Yeah, Sally May. All of them. Scammers. Anyways, I'm done with that. Anyway, but but that's I'm, what I'm saying is I wasn't. Again, I'm not even in fashion anymore. Yeah. I worked. I lived my life, and I could have gone to these jobs without that degree. And I realized what I really love to do, and I figured that out in my mid to late twenties. And I think that's also another really good point to our dear reader is the idea that you're not in fashion anymore. So like what you did 10 years ago doesn't affect what you're doing now. And that's completely fine, right? Mm -hmm. In the sense of like you're young and you're growing. And I know there's a lot of pressures in this idea of you're living at home, which I think a lot of the issues you're probably having with your mom is because you're in such close proximity with her. And so it's like there. And so you're kind of like, reminded of all this like you know disappointment that you're maybe create maybe you're creating yourself a little more disappointment this idea of like pressure of like again it does sound like an immigrant parent because we're getting the similar vibes of this mm. whole idea of wanting to make them proud and and that's also true just of parents in general you just want to make your parent proud but I think that the scope of it is I know this is going to sound so irritating but it's so true where it's like you're so fucking young Right. And it's one of those upsetting things that you're not going to realize until you want to be older. You want to be have it all together right right now. You don't want to think like, you know, you're young and it's cool and fun when it's like nah, be messy when you could be drunk and like bounce back. But like at the end of the day, like you just like have to just take time as is. Also, I think it's really fucking important. 
Okay, one of my biggest issues is this idea of millennials versus Gen Z. Honestly, we're in the same fucking boat. Like, this whole idea that, like, oh my God, Gen Z had to grow up with the recession and all this stuff. That we all did. We all had to fucking Everyone. grow up with this terrible yeah. fucking situation. You know what I mean? It's like, I hate this divide because the two thing, the main thing that can um, bring these two generations together is the idea that we can't buy houses. We can't fucking, we, we have to live at home, right? Like, this idea of, like, what um, success is. We have to have roommates. We have to have all these situations where it's, like, it's very hard to just fucking make it right now. Life is so expensive and the most expensive it's been in a very fucking long time. And not everybody wants to be a doctor and be a, a nurse or a lawyer to be able to afford to get a house. Yeah. Like not everyone's cut out to, to have those jobs. Like I get it. Like there is this pressure of doing that when it's like deep down, you're like, I'm not made for these certain lifestyles, which are like the only lifestyles where you could, Get a house, yeah. you know, and not all of us are like that. And honestly, the whole idea of you being clueless in life right now, yeah, you should be. Like, this is, okay. the, this is like, this is the time to, to be, be clueless, clueless, right? And I even think sometimes where I'm like, you know, I, I'm realizing this too with a lot of people in our 30s where we're like, we're so old. And I'm like, not really. Like, and also, we're why so are you going to rob yourself of that? Girl, you're going to hate, you're going to hate yourself calling yourself old when you're 40. Because then you're going to be like, oh, why didn't I enjoy being 30? 30 was so young. When I was 26, I thought I was old. Which is bullshit. Honestly, I think it's complete fucking bullshit the way that people are like, oh, we're in our 30s. We're so old. And I remember being 20 and 19 and thinking 30 was old. And now that I'm in it, I'm like, girl, I'm still 19. I'm just fucking taller now. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's this idea. And With scope. acid reflux. Yeah, exactly. Well, that too. Oh, God, that too. But, like, this idea <laughs> that like youthfulness is not equated with age at all like mm -hmm. it really is a mindset mm -hmm. and age doesn't mean shit because if you look at the fucking world that we live in was ran by adults and old dudes they're fucking up you know right, we're in a right. position right now where we people don't even are, trust them we don't trust them they're fucking fucking us over on student loans they're mm -hmm. fucking us over with our taking the rights away from our bodies they're trying to fuck with our homies that want to get married right mm -hmm. like all this shit that's happening that age does not mean anything so young dear reader you are young you are exactly where you need to be right now you do not know what you're doing now might affect your life be completely different in a year your life may be completely different in 10 years don't think of this bank job as like the final frontier. It's, it's just your temporary. job right now. It's your job right now. It's it's a blessing that you got a job. Yeah, See, Jess was, Jess a, was bank. a banker. Yeah, and like she it, cashed it in. And she not, left. This is not the rest of your life. No, nope. you, you'll you will have another point in your life. You're like, okay, what's next? Exactly. And you're gonna keep figuring it out as you go. Always, constantly. I'm 32 and I'm still trying to figure figure out Girl, shit. Same. I just learned about plumbing. Now I don't have to call my landlord anymore. And I'm proud of myself. Why did it take me 32 years? I don't know. I don't even know plumbing. That's why I really like that guy on fucking TikTok that's like, oh, I wish I learned this before I was 30. Well, you know it now, bro. Right, like, okay, right. fine. And here's the thing about the mommy issues, the mama trauma. There you go. Someone who has a very similar mother from what you're, you know, explaining of just you're never good enough. There's always ways to improve. One, it's a reflection of herself because she wants you to be different from what she's, you know, experienced. But two, you are a completely different person. You will never be happy if you're always constantly trying to please your mom. Mm. You will forever be miserable thinking that way. Like, you are your own person. Your mom brought you here. Yes, she raised you. Yes, she's a huge part of you. But you are living your life for you. Mm -hmm. And... 
even if you did all the things to make your mom happy, like you said, she, she got you this job, all these things. Again, you're not happy. So don't try to make her happy. Make yourself happy. You matter. Like don't neglect your feelings. As soon as I kind of like, I think moved when I moved out of my parents, my mom's house, and I started kind of creating my community and my life and started working. I was like, oh yeah, like I don't need to like be A, B, and C just to like prove to my mom that, you know, like this might sound controversial because Jess is in the audience and I'm sorry, this isn't anything towards religion, but like I used to really try to like be like going to church all the time and I wasn't going to church for me. I was going to church because I was like, I wanted to tell my mom, you know, and like, but I realized actually I don't really fucks with the church like that. Yes. On a spiritual level, like I have my own beliefs and like, you know, the way that I like to handle my but like relationship with God. God. Yeah. Right. But I don't believe, I don't like physically going to church. I don't think that makes me a good person, but my mom would always tell me I needed to go because it would make me a better person. <laughs> or like, I wasn't a good person until I like, yeah, she's like, like, Oh, you're going to hell because you don't go to church. So like, I did that out of fear. I did that to prove my mom like, see, I'm not going to hell, you know? And then like, but I was always unhappy. I didn't feel fulfilled or connected with my spirituality doing that because I was really just doing it to please her and yeah. not myself. And there's this weird pressure we put on ourselves, but we completely forget. And this is why my mom always told me every time I was like too hard on myself or like wanting to please my immigrant father and everything. My mom was like, you did not ask to be here. You did yeah. not ask to be born. The least you can do is try your best and everything. And that's like, literally you tried your best as a daughter and everything. But I also feel like in a way, and I know like your relationship with your mom and how you're working in it and with the dear reader, like I definitely also think though, when you start tapping into your own personal happiness, an aspect of your mom will register that and see it. I was going to say now that like my mom and I kind of, well, one, she moved to a completely different state. So there's a lot of space between us. Literally. Literally. Um, and because I've followed you know, my path and made my decisions and done the things for myself. Like we actually get along a lot better now. We, there isn't this, this friction between us um, where it was really just like, I think that like she really realized and saw how independent I was. and was able to really like stand on my own. Yeah. And that's all that mattered. You didn't and become so a serial killer. I she did, succeated as I'm a mother. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe exactly. Like I'm fine. And she's like, okay, like she's okay. She's, She's figured it She's out. She's figured it out, you know? And so my mom still, like, th loves to throw her opinions out there about me and Brian getting married. Or, like, you know, she's just very blunt. My mom will always be your mom. my mom. But now it's like I'm older. I've I've done so many things for myself. I've failed so many times. You know how many times I've been goddamn fired? And every single time I've figured it out. And so now she's at a point where she's just laid back yeah like respected now because now she gets to a point where she's about to tell her opinion she's like this is my opinion i know you're gonna do whatever you want to do Ooh. but this is my opinion and i just let her have her opinion but i was let her know like but i'm I, I decide for me but the emotional intelligence of her being able yeah. to be like okay but i'm stepping in with my opinion and it's like ooh, it's not it's not fact it's not yeah. true. it's you know it's an opinion you know it's an opinion yeah and so like exactly and but it's like she's seen me fail a million times mm -hmm. but she's also seen me get up and figure it out and she's also helped me at times like yeah. like I like I will say like my mom actually like ha has helped me a lot like recently you know in the past few years to get back up even though we were having our little moments but she has you know yeah. and but she's also seen that I've been able to do it 
And it's like, now I'm an adult now. She can't tell me what to do. So again, but when you're young, like she's still kind of hanging on to like the fact that you're young, you're young and you're still her baby, but just keep literally doing shit for you. And Mm -hmm. it's going to piss her off. When my, when I first started the show, I did not tell my mom, my dad knew and he wasn't allowed to listen, but like I (laughs) blocked him on everything, but he knew about the show. He knew what I was talking about. Um, but I didn't tell my mom. It was like a complete secret, like did not tell her. And then I think a couple years in, I don't know who did. It was probably like a, a family member, I'm assuming, told her about it. And my mom sent me the longest disrespectful text message about how never find a man mm. because I'm basically doing porn and that Ooh, it, I'm disrespecting myself and my body and all these things. And I like was going to go to hell because this was not holy of me. All these things. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it was bad and that that kind of that sat with me for a long time when I was dating because I was like damn like no one's gonna like me because I do this show you know so but I have had to like fight that I'm like nah fuck that I'm gonna continue to do what I do and thankfully I had friends to remind you like to remind me that like no like you keep doing you and like now I found someone literally who was a fan of the show and like just do you you know so it's just like and now my mom she knows I have the show she doesn't ask about it but I'll tell her like oh I'm in LA like doing a batches of episodes but she she knows you know like her opinions could be her opinion but she can't tell me what to do she can't tell me shit. so it's it's a way to create boundaries to, is when you just start doing stuff for you and it is what it is and like don't put that pressure on yourself that you have to make an example of your siblings and all this stuff They're, your siblings oh, yeah. are their no, own people fuck your siblings your don't siblings try to, yeah sorry <laughs> don't do the sibling route <laughs> It gets exhausting. Look, this, your siblings are their own mer- main character in their own lives. To us, they're the side characters, so we feel like we need to impress these side characters. No. No. They're going to have their own battles, their own struggles. Treat them like a side character. The comic Tre- relief. Right. Let them have their jokes. Right. But keep them pushing. Keep them pushing, but they're going to go through their own thing. You're, you're not... They're going to have their experience, and you're honestly, like... It's fine if they, honestly, they should see you fail and get back and fail and get back. It's, that it, to me is a good example. Yeah. Because if you were perfect, that'd be hard for them too. I know like, you that know too. I mean? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. And it's yeah. also one of those things where it's like, I think that obviously going to therapy is going to help. Obviously you do have like a relationship with your mom where you can communicate with her. So maybe communicate some of these things to her being like, Hey mom, I do, I just she let you know. She probably doesn't like, realize. Yeah. Like you could be like, yo, this bank job is just like a, a resting place. Like until I figure, figure out like my passion, like what I actually want to do and what I care about. And it's also one of those things that it's like you live with her. So then it's like, you know, you again, it's respect there. Respect her. Respect her. You're in her position or her place. And then maybe the position will be different where you move out and that's going to change the dynamic and everything. But like. Yo, save your money right ooh, now. Like girl. that's the thing. If you are living at home, I'm telling you as someone who so. did not save money when I was living with my parents. Save your money. I know that's probably, you probably hear that shit all the time, but it, my dad literally was like, act like I'm charging you rent. Yes. And it helped me. It helped me yes. so much to put in my, the amount of money for rent. And then that's the money that I use to move to LA. Because as you're an adult and you live out on your own, there's gonna be moments you get fired. It's gonna be moments that your car breaks down. There's gonna be moments where roommates don't pay. <laughs> like, roommates. There's gonna be a lot of shit like that, okay? So it's just gonna be hard and difficult. <laughs> okay. You can cut this okay. part out, Steph. So, yeah, if you're just in that position, you know, being an adult is really hard. <laughs> Don't try to be an adult now. Be an adult when you need to be an adult. Exactly. 
You're, you're, don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Girl, have fun and figure it out and be like, yeah, I'm clueless, but I'm going to figure it out and keep making mistakes and just learn from it. Yeah. And, and ooh, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, like, I think she also mentioned, like, I have no motivation. That shit's up and down, girl. Oh, that comes and goes. That, <laughs> you, you won't feel motivated for a minute. And it's probably depression. And you have to, like, but t- take that moment. Don't be hard because you're not doing anything. Like, take that moment to figure out, you know, your emotions. That's where therapy comes in you're going to feel motivated again. It the, will come back. The way I think about it all the time is every time that I feel unmotivated, which is actually like recently where this past week, I just sat on my couch for three days straight and watched. I, I've been the there. City. Yeah. I thought to myself, Oh shit, that's because I'm about to be hella busy in my future. Mm-hmm. Like I just get this like weird. It sensation. always happens. It always fucking happens this entire week. Didn't I not tell you? I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't do this. I got to re-meet you right. at this time. It's literally in a weird way. I think it's like your future. You being like, can you sit on the couch for three days? Because there's going to be an entire week where we don't You're- sleep for 12 hours yes. okay so there's like, gonna be moments where you're so busy and exhausted and you look back and be like i'm so glad i rested yes those three days and the thing that i've been seeing circulating on social media and stuff like that is you have not experienced your best days yet or your worst days so don't prepare for anything that hasn't happened yet we don't know shit about the future we don't know a goddamn fucking thing about the future we can all pretend it does not exist so for now just really remember that this is just a moment in time Make the best of it. Try to be as motivated as you can. Enjoy your fucking banking job as best as you can. Understand loans now, girl. Honestly, like, you're going to be working for a bank. Learn all the financial shit that you need and that's going to fucking help you. Save your money. Open up yourself a whole savings account. Right. Girl, you you have the options. You work at a bank. Oh, that's so true. Use this as your college. Yes. Use your banking. You're getting paid to get an education. Yes. Ask your manager questions about student I, loans. Ask your manager about interest yes. rates. Ask your manager about what does it all loans. mean? Yes. What does the housing market look like? What's this recession going to do? Like start use. This is your college. And the best thing about this college is, bitch, you're getting paid to go. Exactly. Oh, that was on, deep. That was deep. Because honestly, oh, yeah. I used to hate like the financial conversations. Nah, nah, nah. But Let's like, talk about it. now that I'm older, I'm just like. I, everything I think about is real estate. <laughs> I'm constantly think about real. I used to never fucking think about anything like that. I'm on Zillow. I got the Zillow app. I got all things favorite. I'm just like, I'm discovering what I like. Like I said, Zillow is Pornhub for millennials. <laughs> I was like, Literally, Facts. I'm on Zillow. I'm on Zillow more than porn. Like, on yeah, it, the, like I'm, I'm on Zillow, honestly, more than like, you're like, ooh, look Instagram. at this kitchen. Like, yeah, I'm always ooh. on Zillow. And do you ever feel, th- and I know a lot of people have this, where you're on this and you're like, 2.5? Oh, that is not worth that. And right. you're like, like, I have even 1.5. Right. I'm so, like, bougie. Or you look up, do you ever look up other people's houses? Like, you know? Yes. Oh, my God. We're, we just stayed in Airbnb. I was like, Jess, send me the address. I'm going to look up the house. On and this. then you're like, you pay this much for or this? Or if I go to a city, like, I just went to Arizona. I was like, let me look up the houses and see how much the housing, like, the cost of living is here. I'm so, like, I... I need to see and learn this shit. My goal is to have a bunch of real estate. That's why I'm like, just like trying to like learn it and understand and like (sighs) where, like where's a good like place to have therapy, Airbnbs and like, yeah, I'm like, where can I have like, where's a good spot for an Airbnb and like learning the, you know, like all that stuff. Clever. Yeah. And I don't even know if I want to do, but just in general, just understanding Mm -hmm. all of that. Anyways, I have to fart. Let's plug yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I want to go home. <laughs> we have I'm one more episode so to do. Done. This one's long. Oh my god! I'm oh my totally god. kidding. Oh, um, this is long. <laughs> oh my god! Steph, what did you eat? It's like stale sprite spaghetti. Oh my god! Stale sprite spaghetti. 
It's never sm- I know what it is. I had boiling crap last night. Oh my god, yes you did. <laughs> Stop. Oh my god, it smells so bad. I'm like, this is not a regular fart smell. <laughs> it's, just, it's a fucking boiling crap. <laughs> Plug this out. Plug it. Plug it. <laughs> I'm dying. I would like everyone. Everyone can go to my funeral except Steph. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I'm Rose. You can find me on all socials at Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I don't like TikTok. I have tick I'm sorry. Because fucking you farts. I had to use my fan. Rose at Rosetta Stone. TikTok. I don't have. Instagram. Why yes you do? Oh I do, but I'm like never on it. And then also um the new blog on the block dot com. Dot com. And then follow me, Stephanie Megan, or go to BrooklynTherapy.com. All the all the things are there. We gotta go because I gotta like pee. Buy probably a, shit. I was about to say go buy a candle. <laughs> I have broke girl therapy candle to cover this smell. What? Really crap. Okay, okay, bye. That is aggressive. Broke girl therapy. Broke girl therapy. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.